entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 346. And it's Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. It's been a long time since we've uh, recorded. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, I could. I barely remember how this works. And, and Jeff is still not here. What? Yeah, Jeff is on vacation, but in his place we do have a guest. E. So Theodore, my brother Theodore, is joining us. He used to be our producer a few years ago, um, and then we just couldn't afford it anymore. Producer Teddy. Hi, everyone. So Theodore actually asked to be on the podcast to talk about something in particular, uh, a book, in fact. So we've talked about doing book reviews and discussing books, and we have done that some. But Theodore wanted to come on to um, share his thoughts on Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller. Hmm. So, we've got some feedback to get to as well. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving week, and um, the reason Jeff isn't here is because he... Is in quarantine. Is in quarantine in Florida. Uh, The vacation bug got him, and he just decided to up and leave for a week. (laughs) So, he's on vacation in Florida, enjoying the sunshine. We're up here today. It snowed and stayed for a while. Yeah. But it did start melting. Like, at least a couple hours. Um. So yeah, it's Thanksgiving week, so we'll probably discuss that as well a little bit. Um, the are we going to discuss the difference this year? Well, I think we already did that. Did we? As far as COVID or what? No, I think the host Etler Thanksgiving oh, oh, get gotcha. together. So you guys delve that deep into your personal lives? Oh man, we we let it all out. I have a confession to make. I haven't listened to the podcast in probably. Two, three years? Oh, my. There's wow. a lot. You've missed out on a lot. <laughs> I just I, I uh, get sick of yelling at the the speakers and no one's hearing me because I, I always like to argue with you guys. Well, if you want to argue, you can do that on our Facebook page. Or you could subscribe to our email list. <laughs> uh, hey, are we going to join? Uh, what's, the, what's the new platform? Parlor? Are we going to join that? Are we going to make a, a, a French press? We should, Account. but the app, to me, is just, it's hard to use. It's is it barely usable. It's not good. So once they produce a good product, and I say, yeah, we'll definitely be on Parler. Well, can you manage pages like a, like the uh, Business Suite app? <laughs> uh. You're referring to how Facebook has <laughs> yes. a separate app for the pages. No, it, I it like that. It also kind of t- ties the Instagram account together I as didn't well. mind the, the fact that there was a separate app because that actually worked really well. Yeah. Like the way that you could post to both Facebook and to Instagram. No, the Facebook Business Suite app is much better than Parler <laughs> as far as the usability and uh, Well, at least it doesn't have a retarded name. True. Par- well, Parler is a little bit. Oh, I thought you were saying that Parler <laughs> is the retarded name. No, Business Suite. Well, uh, yeah, it's a little weird. They're equally retarded. We do have feedback as well, so maybe we should just get that out of the way because it's been so long since we have recorded. Um, we had a message from Uncle Steve. Oh, never mind. The Business Suite app doesn't let me look at Instagram <laughs> messages from that have been <laughs> I, I don't know if it's old messages that I can't look at, but for some reason I can't see Steve's. Oh, it, maybe it was just a clapping of hands. Oh. I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, uh. Yeah, the business suite app. Just, eh. I thought we had a comment 
We might have on on our on our thoughts. Or no, I think it was actually coworker Mitch. He had a thought on our my question from the previous episode, which is about how do you form how do you create a formula for making good decisions. Oh yeah, but I don't remember what his thoughts were. So, um, Mitch, I guess you'll need to you'll need to write them in because like I, I just can't recall exactly what it was. I knew I know he thought it was a good idea, and it's slowly coming back to me, but I can't quite grasp it. Yeah, I think he told you as well, probably. And he was worried that you'd forget, and so he came and told me. Yeah, and I yeah. should just have told him I know I'll forget. So, send us a message. Yeah. He could just write a note, leave it in our mailbox at work. Send an email. Mail at FrenchPressPodcast.com. Yes, exactly. That will also work. That'll work. And subscribe to that. Um, we did get a comment from the Zachary Webb. He said, say, wish you could have been there at our French Fest 2020. Did we the corn co- maze. cover that, like the the results of that? I believe so. Like what we did? Yeah. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure we covered it after on the following episode. You okay, talked about I, I didn't a, know if we had an episode uh, if we have record. If yeah, we, we recorded, recorded since then. Okay, it hasn't been that long. It's felt. I'm 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 just getting my eyes are still getting used to outside of my house. Like, what do you mean? The outdoors. I've been in quarantine for so long. It's almost sad <laughs> but it's not quite um so you've been in quarantine so you, I, I you, you the the covid bug bit you it did bite me i have a feeling well yeah i'm not exactly sure where it came from i'm not sure who i who i it transmitted from i have my suspicions do you think but, it was me no okay because there's a good chance that i i went and tested for antibody testing just a few days ago and at some point, I did have COVID because oh. I have the uh, the antibodies to now fend it off. So now I'll bring it on COVID. Do, do, do you feel invincible? Pretty much. Oh, very good. And I, I'm not exactly – I don't know 100% I'm not 100% certain exactly when I had it. But I, I did have a fever for about a day or two, and it was probably over that time. And it was about two or three weeks ago. Okay. Well, sweet. So, so as of now, technically, I am supposed to be, still be in quarantine uh, today, but as we're, as I, I I am within six feet of Ruben and Theodore. However, they've both had COVID already, mm-hmm. so it's 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 okay. <coughs> I'm just saying to reassure everyone, it's okay. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. And Jeff could be here too because he's already had COVID as well. He definitely had COVID. He's had different. He, he's had a bunch of stuff. I mean, <laughs> he's, oh man, he's got. He had COVID two point <laughs> I'm waiting for that next year. Um, so maybe Theodore, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yeah why you wanted to come on the podcast? You've been trying to come on now for a week or two, but we didn't record last week. Um. Well. I forget last week or last time. The first time I I wanted to come on, it wasn't about the book, although I had read, I had read it before that. I just wanted to see how things have changed because the last time I was in here, there was a lifetime table in here. Oh so wow! Yeah, we've upgraded. It's yeah, you've got real wood now. I think this is real wood. 
So this is pretty cool. And I heard Jeff was gone, so I was like, it'd be perfect. And you guys have been um, trying to or convincing me to read this book. I heard it from you. I forget if you were a proponent of it, but I, Kyle Miller was. Yeah, Kyle. And Crying so, baby Kyle. Yeah. Isn't it Red Kyle? It's both. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I want to come on and talk about a little bit. Um, I just thought it was a pretty good book. I don't read books. I was going to say, I, I was really – Ruben texted and said, hey, Theodore wants to be on the podcast to do a book review of of uh, Blue Like Jazz. And I was like – my first response was, Theodore reads? <laughs> but, well, I listened to it, so I didn't oh, actually okay, read sweet. it. But well, that's, normally, that's what I did as well. Normally totally I don't fine. even listen to books, though, because I have a short attention span, and so it's hard for me to – but I was driving when I listened to it, so it worked well, out good. For, for me, it's actually – it's harder to listen to a book – than it is to read a book as far as my attention span getting distracted. Oh, yeah. It, it's very, very hard, very easy for me to get distracted with my thoughts when I'm just, when I'm listening to it. Um, but have you read it or listened to it, Layton? No. Okay. No, I've, I've heard a lot of recommendations, but um, never read it. So what were some of the things that, that stood out to you or, or how did it So I would say... You? The biggest thing oh, – let me get to my notes here. And maybe I'll just read the little – Summary. Uh, bio or summary for it. Mm. Um, the actual title for it is uh, – this is the second book by Donald Miller. It's a semi-autobiographical work. And then the subtitle is Non-Religious Thoughts on Christian Spirituality. And it's just kind of his reflection on – his walk, his spiritual, his Christian walk with God and Jesus and different things that he joined or did and places he lived. And it, it's interesting and thought-provoking. Yeah, it's it was a different perspective for sure from our, like, upbringing because he, he didn't have a good dad, um, and that's kind of how he viewed God, was like his dad. And so he didn't really have a good um, perspective on that. And then he went to, like, Reed College, which is one of the most liberal, anti-religious colleges. And just his experience there, it was really cool. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me is he was talking about he had this girlfriend once. And he couldn't really bring himself to accept her love. And so he never really was able to love her. And they broke up then. And he just realized that he never could accept, he never accepted that God loves him. And so he couldn't accept love from other people. And therefore, he couldn't give real love to other Mm. people. Mm. And I just, it just really made me think about how I view God's love because I'm kind of in that same, um, like, kind of like self. Um, I don't know the right word, but I, I put myself down a lot and mm-hmm. I don't have a good view of myself. And so it's really hard for me to feel loved. Like I know my parents love me, but it's kind of like I'm their kid. They have to love me yeah. or it's just like kind of automatic. You love your kids. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. It, I've never like had a, a a significant other that I've loved and they love me back. And so it's just kind of like a foreign concept to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of, so it's just kind of my working through that God actually loves me and accepting that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was basically. Oh, that's good. Wow, 
that I I I think that we especially in our circles have really felt a need to perform like we like our our parents like grew up you know like thinking like you you have to work hard working is a is a good a good work ethic is like it's not everything but it's 80% of the way there mm-hmm. and there's good things that have come from that but part I guess one of the negative things is is that we feel this need like we have to we got to work we got to we got to do things we have to have results we got to we got to make it happen and and I think that I know for myself I have the tendency to to apply working and performing to my spiritual life mm. and if I don't if I don't perform if I don't work if the results aren't just mm, perfect and out of this world, then uh, God's disappointed mm-hmm. and kind of like, uh, does does God really love something that's subpar? Does God really love me? So I I think that uh, you know you, you said how you struggle like you know with with God's love. Does God really really love me? I think that's actually a lot more common than what we think like i know for myself yeah I, I do struggle with the same thing like does god really love me can he really accept me with all of my imperfections and and like man i, I that's actually what i was going to ask where, where does that come from that that questioning about god's god loving you does it need that you mentioned that you had a significant other that's that's loved you um and i think that can definitely that love is very powerful, mm-hmm. but obviously not everyone has that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can think, where does that? Because that isn't the case for everyone mm-hmm. that you that they struggle with feeling God's love or acceptance. So where do you think? Where does that come from? <clears throat> hmm. Is it personality? Like maybe maybe partially personality. It's personality. I think it's also upbringing. Um, and it's not like something like obvious, <laughs> obviously none of our parents were like raised us say like, God, like really struggles loving you. <laughs> like none of our parents would ever like try to even, they wouldn't want to convey that thought mm-hmm. at all. But somehow, I don't know, uh, man. Well, our whole society is like performance based. Which is good to a certain extent, but like if you do good at your job, you're going to get a raise. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know, drive the speed limit, then you won't get stopped. Mm-hmm. It's all about like do this and this won't or will happen. So it's just really hard to just accept something for free. For me, even just accepting gifts is really hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to earn them. Um, but it 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 cheapens uh, God's love. Mm-hmm. When we do that, mm-hmm. when we don't just accept it for what it is and how powerful it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, we're a very – our society is very formula-based. I, I plug this and this in, and I will get this result. Mm-hmm. Like I, like you said, I go the speed limit. I don't get stopped. Uh, I work hard. I get raised. Uh, and so with God's love, there's there's nothing that you can plug in. In order to get that result, yeah, God 
just gives it. Mm-hmm. And that's like beyond our comprehension that it's just free. And I don't think realizing that a lot of life is formula based or like result or like um, this happens and then this is the result uh-huh. is good because it, it's true in almost every other area of life except for God's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of had a message on this a little bit. Uh, how uh, uh, this this past Sunday you told me that um, you were kind of comparing um, what the Democrats like to do, what what the Democrats say that they'll do, and what Republicans say that'll do, and in contrast to what God's kingdom does. Yeah, you you can go. Ahead it was and say. it was a comparison of God's kingdom uh, versus earthly kingdoms, mm-hmm. and in the Old Testament, when the Israelites said they wanted an earthly king. They, and they, wanted, they didn't want God to be their king anymore, Samuel warned them and said that this is what an earthly king will do. He'll take your sons and put them in his army, take your daughters, make them cooks, and uh, I forget what else. And he'll take like a tenth of your vineyards, he'll take a tenth of your grain, he'll take the best of your lands, and you will be his slave. Mm-hmm. And it's just comparing that to God's kingdom, which is not like that. And today, the Republic, and then this is what I said about the Republicans and Democrats. Republicans will say, well, we'll take less. We're still going to take stuff, but we'll take less. And Democrats will say, well, we're going to take more, but we're also going to give you more. But both of them, well, all earthly kingdoms are primarily, they're, they're taking in order to exist. But God's kingdom is not like that. Like he gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I um, I was just doing some reading in First uh, John where it says, if, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive, to forgive your sins, to forgive us our sins. And I, I, I was, I was reading a commentary and it made me realize like the two, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I, I always, I always thought that, you know, if God forgives me, he's doing me a favor or he, he, He's doing. He's forgiving me because he loves me, or he's showing showing favoritism towards me. Uh, you know, he, he sees my sin, and because he loves me, he's willing to forgive me. Uh, but maybe someone else who does the same sin, uh, he doesn't love them as much, and so he's not going to let that slide. And somehow, by by God forgiving me, he is being inconsistent or or like lowering his standard just for my sake. And that's so, that's not how it is. Uh, when it says that he is faithful and just, well, the faithful part means he is he will forgive your sins. He is faithful to do that. He is faithful to his promises. And then the just part means that he is uh, he he does not have any partiality. He's not doing a Christian. Yes, it is only by grace that a Christian can be forgiven, but he's not lowering himself mm. to accept sin or to to kind of turn a blind eye towards sin. No, not at all. He is not blemishing himself. He's not he's not uh taking away from his holiness mm-hmm. and his perfection just for our sake. No, he is staying just as perfect, just as holy. He is completely just to forgive us our sins, not on what we've done, but because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that that is just like wow, Jesus, God can accept me without blemishing Himself, mm-hmm. and completely justified in 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 forgiving me. And and now the love part is is Him sending Jesus, mm-hmm. like that's how He expresses His love towards us. 
Like, uh, so he he loves me completely. He's able to forgive me completely, and he's able to stay completely holy. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just really hit me the other day. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, no. We could keep on going with this book review. Uh, so, do you, do you know how did, did does Donald in in his book does he give any kind of? I guess you you did talk about how his dad he had a he had a bad relationship with his dad, um, and so that did, is that what he mainly attributes him not being able to accept God's love is his picture of of God uh, of his heavenly Father was off. Is there anything else? Uh, that would I would say that's probably the biggest thing was his his view of his dad, um, which I could definitely read the book or listen to the book again and and pick up a lot more of like because I struggle with paying attention, but still, <laughs> no, I would say that's the biggest thing is the relationship with the dad, and that's another thing that's just so important, um, which most people know but dads i mean in our current society dads are just like put down and they're just yeah that is so important to have a good dad because that's like a basis for how you view the whole world Mm -hmm. is how your yeah dad treats you and your relationship with him Mm -hmm. totally uh yeah statistically like having a dad growing up with a dad is like one of the biggest factors as to whether or not you're going to do well in life like how you're going to function in society and like whether or not you're going to go to prison Mm -hmm. like or like yeah uh it's just one of the having a having both parents and having a yeah especially having a dad just is one of the biggest factors yeah did you uh find it interesting his donald's i don't know the way that he talked about story did you pick up on that he talked about story quite a bit I'm trying to think of you mean about his story? No, just story like good versus evil and the the conflict within yeah, within good versus evil. Yeah, I honestly kind of forget. Yeah. <laughs> to me, th- that was one of the real interesting parts of the book was and I should read it again too, but uh I thought he kind of attributed to good versus evil being what convinced him that there has to be God. Um because there's evil, there has to almost be a good to to counter it, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, kind of vice versa. Yeah, because there's evil, that is proof of good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, one thing I I haven't done a ton of research, but just as a as a caution to to people that are thinking of of, of reading this book, I mean, it sounds good. I I want to read it. But as as far as Donald Miller himself, I I, I just caution people: don't swallow everything that he says uh, <laughs> on spiritual matters, because I, I have heard that he is a part of the what's it called the 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 Merchant Church. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, yeah, his church is a little different. <laughs> I think it's very inclusive. Yeah, like of of like maybe well, what many you, many ways. To get to yeah, like to well, I I you know, and he does. He says that he he believes in God and worships God, but I think he also, the, the, I think the Merchant Church believes that like well, who I call God, you might call Buddha, yeah, or uh, Allah, or yeah, these other 
what what other religions call God. Yeah, and they. I have heard. I li- he has a podcast. And he has a lot of business stuff, and mm-hmm. I read it, and listen to it, and watch it, and, and really have gotten a lot of value from his business stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have heard him make a comment about um, along those lines. Like he didn't say it wasn't explicit, where it was mm-hmm. like, yes, there's many different ways. We're all on the same path and journey to the one to the one place. He didn't say it explicitly, but he did kind of imply it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't say that to like say like man, everything that he says is just garbage. No, not not at all. He's he has he's a wise person, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he is successful. Um, like and you know, Ruben, you you've said how he's he's added a lot of value to your life. Oh, tons. So and that's great. I don't deny that. Like I. To mine as well. I, I've taken some of his courses, um, and so he definitely has some. A lot of his stuff is really good, mm-hmm. but I just say, be leery. Mm-hmm. I guess. No, I totally agree. And uh, which that's kind of uh, the attractive thing about the book is that he doesn't believe everything we believe. So it's like a different perspective. Totally. So yeah, but I totally agree. There's some weird stuff in there where I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what's in there, but I, I do want to read were, it. What were some of the things that made you kind of raise your eyebrows? Well, at one point he was like, I wonder if God is telling me that I'm gay. And I was like, what? Because he was – he that whole girlfriend thing where he couldn't love her. Hmm. Oh. and then But then he was like, no, he's not. But it, it, it made it sound like he was okay. Like it, that's it, okay. It, it could happen yeah. to some people. Yeah. It's, 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 it's inside the realm of possibility that God could yeah, that's, tell someone yeah. that. Hmm. I am shocked how open and honest he is in his books about his his memoirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, he had, he admits a lot of stuff. Just like, <laughs> kind of un opens up uh, the onion layers mm. and lets you delve see. into the core. Yep. <laughs> Does onion have a core? I don't know. <laughs> it's got he he lets people uh, look into the inner ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Was there, was there more that you wanted to talk about? No, I'd say that's it. All right. Well, that is book reviews and talking about these sorts of things is something that we have agreed that we, over time, that we want to do more of. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm reading a book right now. Well, actually, Theodore, are you you said you don't read a whole lot or listen to books a whole lot? Are you on any other book right now? Because this oh. was one of the first books I read that kind of kickstarted me on a course on a journey of reading or listening to mm-hmm. books. And since I read that book, I probably read six or seven and that was only about a year ago. Wow. I know. Um, I was reading, I was listening to one, uh, lead for God's sake. Oh. Cause my uncle gave it to me and that was, that's a good book. I'm still not done with that, but, um, I don't know. Right now I'm a little depressed, so I don't really want to read any books right now. Hmm. Um, so I just normally just listen to music and and just think about stuff. But one thing that I don't like about this audiobook is the narrator. I did not enjoy that. So uh, if it would be a good narrator, that makes it way easier to listen to an audiobook. Donald didn't read? No, I don't think uh, there's no it wasn't it was Donald, him. no. I'm not sure who read it. It's interesting. I don't remember thinking that, but I Definitely can't, yeah. If it's a bad reader, it's just not. A narrator like, can make or break a book. Yeah, it's like the U version uh, Bible app. The King James Version 
guy is so annoying. I can't stand him. But then, like, that New Living Translation version guy is so easy to listen to. But I, eh, I don't know about how I feel about New Living Translation. But I wish if they would make a good narrator for King James then it would be a lot easier to listen to that. So you would prefer to you prefer King James. I like New King James. That's the Bible I use. Yeah. Just because of well, that's a whole other subject, but just translations and yeah. and uh texts and stuff. No, I I agree. Uh King James is is hard. Oh, it is. to follow. It re- it really is. But compared to the New King James? Yes. It is but parts of it are so poetic though. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like, yeah, as far as, like, th- that's what I grew up memorizing, the King James Version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, yeah, it, it is it is beautifully written, mm-hmm. probably because Shakespeare wrote it, but. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that. But, no, there's, there's some serious, like, there are times when, like, it's totally, the, the connotation totally changes just with one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. I think it's good. I think it's good to actually look at multiple versions. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and because sometimes you know, the one version might use a certain word, and you like really hone in on it, and you think, mm-hmm. "Man, that's really good." I'm gonna just really like see all the implications of this one word, and then you go to another translation, and it's like, "Oh, that's not actually kind of what yeah. the whole context is about, is it?" So it can keep you from keeping things in – it can keep you in context. So I haven't even actually read the New King James that much. I, I usually use the ESV. But okay. is New King James – I actually thought it was very similar to the King James. The New King James? Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's quite a bit different. Okay. Uh, w- one example I, – I, I just ran into this this past weekend uh, in – I think it's Colossians. Yeah, yeah. In in Colossians, it says that uh, Jesus has, uh, ha- having disarmed the principalities and powers, he triumphed over them and and publicly shamed them. Um, and so I was like, man, disarming! Like that's <laughs> that's a that's a powerful word. He disarmed them. And then in in Ephesians, it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against princip- principalities and powers. Jesus disarmed them. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I was like, man, this, 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 like Ephesians in Ephesians six, it's like a spiritual warfare, and so that definitely applies to to Colossians, where it talks about principalities and powers, and it does, it does. But the King James version doesn't use the word disarmed. It says he he has spoiled them, mm-hmm. and so it's like, wait, wait, what does spoiled mean? And that basically means that he, uh, it's like prisoners of war, yeah. Uh, when a Roman general would come back from, you know, spoiling a city, he's sh- he he has gotten the spoils, yeah. the loot. He has yeah. looted the city, and that's basically what he's saying. They, that that Jesus looted, yeah, uh, the the principalities and powers, um, which is totally. I mean, it's quite a bit different than disarmed. Well, I don't know. It is even when you understand it, it's a little bit different than disarmed. But someone that isn't at all used to like someone might totally miss it when you read the word spoiled because like that's not really a word that we use totally today. like if you spoil someone it's like oh man you're just like lavishing them mm-hmm. and it's like well jesus didn't do that <laughs> uh yeah. i was doing the opposite um <clears throat> so yeah i i agree uh so that's why i say it's good to look at multiple translations to see 
especially when you're doing a specific verse study and stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's good to have a well-rounded context. So you're you're reading Lead for God's Sake. That's good. And you're actually reading that book. No, I'm listening to listening it too. too. <laughs> I actually just started a book last night. Because, um, I mean, <laughs> it, it's just so interesting that you talked about, you know, uh, God's love. I didn't realize that that was one of the topics in in um, Blue Like Jazz. I knew that it was about Christianity, but I didn't know that that was like something that Donald Miller struggled with in the book. Um, so I, I personally am struggling with that. And so I started a book recommended by my brother-in-law called um, He Loves Me by Jacob. Uh, I bought it on iBooks. Let me look at it. I, Jacob. Oh, it's taking forever for my phone to load. I need the new iPhone 12. I <laughs> <sighs> um, should just start while you're looking that up. I just started a new book too. I purchased it about a month or two ago, but it's called Indistractable. And uh, it's not a, not a spiritual Christian book, but more just a self-discipline. Is that written by a woman? No. Oh, I thought uh, it was. I forget the author right now. Okay. But it's basically about in life, we're either attracted we have traction going towards what we really want and are, are striving for or we're distracted which is losing ground going the opposite direction um so i'm hoping by reading this book i'll gain some disciplines in focus and trying to be able to shut off distractions that come up and so far in the book he talked about how he thought at first he thought it was technology mm-hmm. and he kind of went overboard with like getting he's a writer obviously and he got a, a word processor that didn't even have the internet and like would lock himself into his uh, like a, a room uh, but then he'd find himself like standing up and going to the bookshelf and getting a book so it, it's not so he had to burn all his books <laughs> so it's not the technology the, the problem is deeper than that um, something within the human mind yeah so oh. um, i'm looking forward to ho- hopefully getting some <laughs> some insights and maybe we can maybe i can get you and jeff to read it we can maybe discuss it on the podcast mm. But if you do, if, if listeners want to read along, um, you could you could buy the book Indistractable. It has a yellow cover, and it comes with a workbook too that I downloaded and am planning on kind of using as I read through it. Indistractable. <clears throat> no, I did I did find the book. It's called He Loves Me by Wayne Jacobson. Now I don't I'm not saying it to like endorse it. I haven't read it. I'm I just started reading it because um, I know that I know that mainstream Christianity can really, really have an mm. emphasis on God's grace and love. And they, I don't know, they, they, they focus on that so much that they use it as an excuse to just kind of live the way that you want. Uh, or it's just all, it's just all fuzzy feelings mm-hmm. in, in the Christian life. And I mean, we all know that that's not how it always is. It is, I mean, there is, there is moments, there's, there's times of that, but it's not always like that. And so I don't, I don't, I don't want to become that, yeah. you know, where it's just, it's all love and, and roses and yeah. All right. Well, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome. <laughs> Do you think anyone actually is listening to him? Oh yes. Way too many people. Or 
what, why didn't he actually I take that back? What are? <laughs> what is his edict? <laughs> you don't even know what, what did he say. Well, no one listens to him. <laughs> I know. I don't. I, I, don't, I know. I don't. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm saying. I have no idea what he's saying either because I don't care. Uh, because first of all, in Elkhart County, they're not. The sheriff is not going to enforce it, so I don't really care. He's not. not There's no what? way. The Thanksgiving things, the Amish and Mennonites have so much power in this county as far as... <laughs> the trailer factories <laughs> would shut down if we'd all go to jail. No, as far as, like, peer pressure. Like, yeah. you don't want to make them mad, and you know that they don't care about stuff like this. So, I mean, there's some, like, the health department's kind of overbearing, but it's still... They're not going to make people go home from Thanksgiving get-togethers it's not going to happen in in this specific area right here i i yeah i'm not saying indiana as a whole but for sure in the north here in like napanee nothing's gonna happen yeah (laughs) i i agree i i i have a little bit of a i i I don't want to complain i do have a hard time like holcomb like saying like hey you can still go to work. You can go to work as long as you wear a mask and social distance. That's all okay within work. But now just this weekend, you can't do that at home with your family. Like even you're not supposed to be wearing like you're not supposed to be getting together even if you do wear a mask and even if you do so, social distance, you you're not supposed to be doing that with your fam or people outside your household. So how does that work that it's okay to do that at work, but for this weekend of Thanksgiving, that's not good enough. Social distancing and, and mask wearing, that's not good enough. You're, you're not supposed to be getting together with people outside your household. I don't. So that's actually what he said? Not exactly. He said everything, every restriction that we've had since March is being reinstituted. That's literally what the order was. Really? So so, so we're, think we're, Indiana when it was at its strictest lockdown. That's what it's supposed to be again. For just this weekend. No. Moving forward. Uh since the middle of March, that's what or middle of March. Since the middle of November, that's what it was supposed to be. Oh. Since November fifteenth, I think. So So <laughs> there's just sighing. How do you feel about like churches? Let's say they would try to shut us down again and say, you can't go to church anymore. You have to live stream. I'm in the opinion that we shouldn't listen anymore. I think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And people can make their own decisions, well, especially church. At what point, if you do think that it is ridiculous and it's not actually saving lives to not go to church and it's not saving lives to not wear a mask, at what point do you stop doing something that you do think is ridiculous, even if the government says it is? Because I do think that the masks are ridiculous and they don't actually help. Yeah. And I think not going to church is not going to change anything either. Hmm. But then like, are there any other things that you think are ridiculous that we also shouldn't do? Speed limits. <laughs> Those aren't ridiculous. Seat belts. Honestly, are they ridiculous? Yeah, because it's your own personal person <clears throat> that you're not that you're gonna hurt. Well, seatbelts I wear for my own I do, safety. Yeah, I do too, but I don't think it should be a law. Yeah. I I I don't wear them for my own safety. I wear them because it's like, oh yeah, it's a legal thing. I'm gonna put it on. I oh, honestly, I, I I think about I that is what I think about when I put a seatbelt on. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going on the road. I should put my seatbelt on. See, that's because so it's law. That is so sad because it's kind of like what happens to like really, really uh, legalistic churches too. 
you're totally defeating the whole point of wearing a seatbelt. Like if 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 you're wearing it just because it's the law, what are you gonna do when you're on uh I don't know, let's say there's some road that's not you have some eight mile road that's your private road. You're gonna wear a seatbelt on it, and you're gonna go like 150 mile an hour, and you're not gonna wear a seatbelt, right? So once you get away from like the law watching you all the time, then you just go wild, and like the, it's like these Amish kids. They're like told exactly what to do their whole entire life, and then once they're allowed to room spring it, they just like pitch it all away because they don't well, have any the morals. They call room spring it, not room laugh. <laughs> oh my! They're going as fast room as they can. <laughs> room and <flia. laughs> No, uh, but it's like, yeah, it's I, stupid. Yes, to a point. I mean, I, I I totally see what you're saying, and you totally have a valid point. Totally, I I don't, but I don't think that all safeguards are just like, ugh, like like all. You're saying like all just because church a, or government mandated safeguards. Well, even like pa- like parenting, parenting. Yeah, a child won't understand the rules. Of like, well, why do I have to look both ways when crossing the street? I don't get that. They don't get it. However, I don't think it's wrong for a parent to say, no, you have to do it even if you don't understand it. I agree. But that's actually for a reason and for safety. Yes. Yes. So, But I'm just saying just because they don't get it doesn't necessarily negate it. We have to look at the thing itself. We have to look at the rule itself to see whether or not it's it's necessary. Yes. So what if the government just says wear a seatbelt just because I said so? That's kind of like what we – I have no idea what the statistics are of how many people die oh, in seatbelts. No, you know we don't have those numbers. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have the data. We don't have the <laughs> the manpower. No, I do, I you know do believe I mean? that it does save lives. I, I do, don't talking you guys? Talking about seatbelts? Yes. 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 Oh, I, I believe it, does, it. Definitely. I believe it, but it's – I'm not – I mean it's talking about seatbelts, I'm talking more of like a broader thing where if you don't give a reason for stuff – when when people get older, when children get older, then they're not going to listen. I agree. As as well, their as the competent as the competence goes up, as their level of competence goes up, you have to match the knowledge to go with mm-hmm. it. Like well, you have to give reasons. Th- th- this is changing uh, changing strings here a little bit. Ooh. But I, th- I do think it's interesting. Why are our grandparents uh, way more against the government telling us to wear masks than what the younger age people are? And and maybe. Listeners out there, maybe your grandparents are different, but I've got two sets of grandparents. Um, the one uh, grandmother actually passed away from cancer, not from COVID, uh, within just the last few months. But neither, both sets of grandparents did not and don't wear masks and think it's ridiculous and will walk around, go out to eat, um, and will only wear a mask if they are asked to wear a mask mm-hmm. to, in order to keep on. Uh, being in that business, yeah, but very much against it. Why are they so against it when the younger aged people, our, our age, are much more um, like okay and like and like think we should follow the government's mandate about mask wearing? Um, and and maybe maybe my two sets of grandparents are complete outliers. It could be maybe everyone else's grandparents are like, no, the government said it. We're gonna wear the masks. It's for our own safety. It's for our own good. Let's do it. I I I think that we we're the younger generation is a little bit more open minded, or or we're very much like, well, we should be polite. I don't know. We should be courteous. I could see that, but I think it's also just not having a backbone. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's just 
Well, it's just years and years, and even our parents aren't as staunch. My parents aren't as staunch as my grandparents. And it's just, like, wearing us down. And it's, like, a whole cultural thing of, like, taxes going higher. The government is just becoming bigger and bigger, and we just kind of like, well, whatever. We're just going to go along with it. Like, you think – I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think you said backbone. I think personal responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That's – I don't think in general people are as personally responsible um, and confident in making their own decisions for their own well-being yeah. as our grandparents were. Totally. Like, do you – when I think about like going bankrupt nowadays, it doesn't feel like such a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like, well, if you if you go bankrupt, uh, the people are never going to get their money. Your credit goes down. You lose everything, but then you can start over. And like back in like I don't know, two hundred years ago, you would have gone to prison, and you would have probably for real like debtors' prison. You wouldn't have. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that. I didn't where, know that. Isn't that what America was? They sent their debtors over here. <laughs> I don't know, but it's stuff like that where it's just kind of like, well, the government's going to take care of it if if I don't make a good decision here. Uh, Social Security, like not making good decisions for yourself and someone else is just going to take care of it then. I don't know about bankruptcy. I haven't felt that way or I, I haven't really thought about it, but you guys have families, so it's a little different. Definitely taking on debt. Yeah, yeah. Is for sure like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, like people, people think this isn't, this is not everyone, but I, I do believe that the general rule is, is not a thing of like, should I take on this debt or not? It's what will it take for the bank to just give me the loan? If the bank says yes, then apparently I can afford it. Yeah. And they like actually rely on the bank to like make the financial decision as to whether or not. I, I, my income can handle this. And if they say yes, then yes. But that's all I care about. It's just I need the bank to approve it. Huh. That's all I care about. Instead of like <sighs> deciding yourself, yeah, can like, I afford this? Am I, gonna, am I strapping myself too much? Yeah. No, it's the thing of like I just want the bank to approve it. Mm-hmm. So if, if they don't approve it, I don't care if they're actually right or not. I just want the money. Mm-hmm. Just give me the money. To get the thing. To get the thing. And this all, I think, circles back to (gasps) something I struggle with a lot is, like, instant gratification and short attention span. And I want what my parents have right now. Like, I want to be... Like their vehicle, their house. Exactly. I want to be as successful as them right now. How big of a loan could I get from the bank so I can buy this house, so I can start paying it off, so I can do this or whatever? I want to get a jump start on life. Exactly. Exactly. And... Uh, it's so hard for me to just sit back and think my parents are so much older than me and they I am already ahead of where they were when they were my age. Correct. So why can't I just like pump the brakes and just slow down and just not be so um I, selfish. Yeah, selfish. Yeah, totally. I'm a very selfish person. <clears throat> well, I am too. I mean, yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Like how can I just uh skip these couple steps or just get started on this a little bit early mm-hmm. and, and get, get this going for me early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The desire for instant gratification is uh, actually something that Donald that Miller Carm- talks that about. Carmen and I talked about <laughs> that we want to like, that, that's an important thing we want to teach our children. About instant gratification. Is that instant gratification is not a good thing. Mm. And to develop 
disciplines that you don't need it right now. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a like a psychological study done where uh, they took kids, they took like 10 kids, I don't know how many kids it was, but they individually took them into a room <clears throat> and put like a cookie or a marshmallow in front of them. And they said, if you wait five minutes, you can eat, you can eat this cookie whenever you want or this marshmallow whenever you want. But if you wait five minutes, we'll, we'll give you another one that you can eat if you wait to eat it. And so like, and, and then like so, some kids ate it right away mm -hmm. and some kids didn't and actually waited the full five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it was. And those kids, the kids that waited went on to be way more successful. I think it was like a study done back in the 70s or something. Okay. It does ring a bell. I don't remember exactly, yeah, the, the details. Of it. I, I do know that that happened. I'm not sure when it was, but. It seems easier to train our children than it does personally to develop it myself. <laughs> because, yeah, it is like a new MacBook comes out. It has the, the M iPhone it 12. It has the M1 chip. It has I want the Apple M1 silicone. Chip. <laughs> it's got promises. promises. It's got twice the battery life. It's got 50% more uh, computing power. It's just insane. It's a silicone anomaly. <laughs> Apple, you've outdone yourself. Uh, for anyone who knows what we're talking about, Zachary, you're does. you're the real you're the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I I yeah, and look at uh, us. Uh, see, that's what I struggle with. Oh, well, we could swap phones. On <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, like, I honestly like I. So my phone, you've waited long enough. If, it you works. The, if you have the money, you've waited long enough. <laughs> well, if the bank gives him the money, then I'm just still waiting on approval for this loan for the new iPhone 12. If they just approve they have the loan, payment plans. I know. Isn't I, that I, sad? I can't stand payment plans. That is so sad. Like I, I, I you always know. have to. My last two phones, I bought outright. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I just don't like the whole contract thing. Yeah. Like I just, anyways. But I do wonder, though, like, so my phone, it runs 80% fine. <laughs> like, it's it's totally fine. The only the biggest issue is battery life, which, honestly, my battery wouldn't be that bad if I wouldn't watch YouTube videos on it. <laughs> it honestly would, like, bump it up quite a bit. So if I'm getting a new phone, just for the simple fact of having better battery life, am I enabling myself to just use my phone more? Do I actually need a new phone? What what other I think it's it's a fair question and a fair point. <sighs> what other things are you like the battery life, do you need to like charge like plug it in and charge it like throughout the day? Yes. Has it ever run out while you're driving? Yes. I would well, say it's driving. time. How old is that thing? It is, looks like an iPod Touch. Is it <laughs> <laughs> does it have the, the circular uh, spin it wheel doesn't scroll? Have a button, does it? <laughs> it does have a button, yeah. <gasps> I had to I, use one of those once when I had broke my phone. <laughs> it's, no, the iPhone, it's the iPhone 7. 7. Ooh. So that's, that's, that's old. Five years old? At least, because have you put a new battery yeah, in since then? No. Wow. And I did, like, I checked the battery health, and it's at 80%. So I would get a 20% bump. More uh, than that. It's like... It would last 20% longer, I think, if I would put in a new battery myself. Oh, if you put a new battery. I was thinking new phone. Yeah. Oh, a new oh, new phone. Uh, oh, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying about like not wanting to instantly gratify 
myself. But then at the same time, like you, you got to kind of like live. No, you, I you know what I mean. I, I don't know. Sometimes it would it would just be nice to be like you know free spirited and like hey we need this so let's just go buy it. Oh, our fridge is in <laughs> shambles. Both shelves, two shelves are broken, and they're like. They're, they're shelves that have drawers underneath, like, that rest on top of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it shouldn't be resting on top. There should be little <laughs> oh. pegs, but the pegs broke of the shelf. And so whenever we pull the, sh- the, the drawer out that's below the shelf, the whole shelf, <laughs> like, it's not good. It is not good. And can it so, be repaired? Uh, because, I, don't, I don't think they make parts for it anymore. Because that, that would seem like if the fridge is working great, the cost of a new fridge is is it a thousand dollars? It's about one... the cost of an iPhone twelve. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. But that fridge, that fridge could last another five years, I would think. It might. I but the annoying—I mean, it seems like a lot of money for just all it needs is just some pegs. But you might not be able to insert pegs in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's pegs. I think it's actually the shelf itself. It it, it rests on like some plastic that comes out. Uh, so the shelf is broken. It's not pegs that are broken. No. Everything is disposable nowadays. It's so sad. Like, know. you just buy a new fridge. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, winter is coming. You might not even need a fridge. Maybe just, like, store true. your fridge items just on the outside or That's your garage. True. It might be cool enough in Well, there. I have a freeze dryer now, so. Just freeze dry everything. I, yeah, we're trying. Milk. We're, it's running right now. We have a freeze dryer at home. It's running right now. Milk, eggs. Hey, we should get back to that. Freeze drying. Are we going to be able to taste some samples this weekend? Uh, yes, definitely some. But we have some some edibles here. Some edibles right here. Wow. Do we want to do an edible without Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. And we also have coffee. Theater brought us coffee. <clears throat> it smells different and unique than anything I've had before. You're kidding me. I'm serious. It has a little bit of a uh, spice. Is this for him too? No. Oh, okay. It's. I think it's just Miller Morning Blend. Really? Maybe it's a cup. Maybe some. Well, they did get a new um, uh, coffee grinder this morning. I saw they were setting that up. So maybe I don't know. All right, Lane. Explain what we're eating. We're eating freeze dried broccoli, and it's awful. (laughs) The first thought that came into my head was hay. I could see that. Hmm. I'm a a fan of steamed broccoli. I, I love steamed broccoli. Yeah, this is awful. I'm shocked how freeze drying turns out of all the things I've tasted so far, it turns them into a like styrofoam. The, the body becomes styrofoam. Unlike dehydrating, kind of like melts it down into more of a jerky or leathery. It gets very chewy and very chewy. But it's but freeze dry is crunchy. Yes. It's very airy. Is it because it it freezes it then dehydrates it or how does it work? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Have I already explained the process of freeze drying on the podcast? Yes. Okay, well I'm gonna say it again. No, the are gonna love this. There there's a lot going on in a freeze dryer. First of all, uh you have to freeze your stuff. Like we pre freeze all of our stuff in the freezer, in our freezer. But you don't you don't have to but it, when you start up a batch, the freeze dryer asks, "Is this stuff pre-frozen or is it frozen? Or is it pre-frozen or not frozen?" If you say not frozen, then it has a condenser in there that will freeze it, and it just adds like 
an extra six, seven hours Ooh, for the okay. stuff to, to freeze first. Once it is frozen, then, the vacuum, there's a vacuum pump on the side that creates a vacuum. All right, sucks all the air out <clears throat> to, like, to, like, a minuscule, like, crazy, crazy vacuum. And then... So if you'd set a timer in there, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Correct. Yeah. I I don't know. Right? Yeah. And then once it creates this vacuum, uh, it it then takes the, the temperature down even lower, down to negative 40 degrees. Okay? So it's like space. It is. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> and then uh, underneath each shelf is, is an, a little electrical pad that heats up. So it'll heat, heat up the trays that you have. You can have up to four trays in there at once. And these, it, it heats up the trays while it's negative 40 degrees in there. And it's just enough uh, heat to cause the, the food that's in the tray to let off water vapor. And because it's negative 40 degrees in there, the water, the water evaporates and immediately freezes to the, to the walls of the freeze dryer. And thus, the moisture can't go back into the food. It's incredible. Wow, that is really neat. Yeah. I never knew that. But then it also, at, at some points, it like gets incredibly hot in there. How hot? Like like forty degrees? No, like uh, two hundred some degrees. Whoa, I don't know. It's weird. Boiling. Yeah, but the vacuum is still there, so I think I I don't know what. But every time, every single time that we go in to check it, like usually it takes a, a batch. I mean, it depends what what the moisture content is. Like if you do straight up milk, it'll take a long time to get all the moisture out of milk because it's mostly water. Mm-hmm. But if you just do fruits and stuff. It'll do it in like 10 hours, 12 hours, somewhere in there. If you do milk, it'll take up to like maybe 18, 19 hours. Uh, but every time we check it, you, you can w- – when it thinks it's done, it can judge the humidity in there. And it goes – based off of the humidity, it decides whether or not the food – the moisture is all out of the food. Mm-hmm. Um, once it thinks it's done, then it says like, hey, check the food. Open it up, check the food, and see if there's any moisture in there. Is it that crunchy styrofoam texture that you want where it's really light? If it's a little bit chewy, then there's still some moisture in there. And so you can add time. But every time we check it, there's always just ice uh, frozen to the sides of the freeze dryer. It's like a a thick layer of ice from all the moisture that came out. So what's in there right now? Uh, Right now is two trays of yogurt. Yeah. We make uh, little freeze-dried yogurt drops. For your we, son? We have molds that we squirt yogurt into, silicone pads. And so we have some that are shaped like grapes and some like oranges and <laughs> some like apples and cherries. No, these are, these are for your for babies or for adults? Uh, Both. I really enjoy them. Yeah, it's not like some special formula for children. It's, it's any – yeah. Correct. But I mean <clears> – Full-grown humans. They, they, but, but if you do – buy freeze-dried yogurt drops they usually are snacks for kids Mm -hmm. that's what they're marketed as so i'm expecting and hoping that this weekend at the thanksgiving gathering Mm -hmm. you'll be having some samples there 
yep. for people to try and give feedback. Totally. We set will. up a booth, give a little talk. Yeah. No, we will. We will definitely have some samples there. Okay, good. For sure. You can... And then I, I was also promised that you'd ask for my help. To... I don't I don't know if you were promised. I don't Well, that's this, a is, strong... this is the way I heard it. <laughs> this is the way I heard it. Was promised that you wanted to um, start wireframing a web page mm-hmm. so that people can sign up, customers, <laughs> listeners here, can sign up to be notified and possibly get some free samples. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, and you want to do that this weekend? Well, I'll get started on it. Ah, oh, can you ever relax? That is relaxing. Hell, can rule. Oh. <laughs> oh man, it makes me tired just thinking about them. <laughs> no, I am excited to have this website. We have a domain, Theodore. So what's take, it called? Uh, so several years ago, <laughs> I thought about uh, when I was into woodworking. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, you know, making like little barns or something or little little toys cut out of wood, nothing fancy, but still whatever. Uh, and I wanted it to be kind of like geared towards like Amish or give the implication that it was like almost Amish made. So like false advertising. F- close. My almost Amish. Amish. That sounds like a good brand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that, but I was like, I thought, man, Yodercraft sounds like a pretty good name for like the to- wooden toys and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good name. It's catchy. Yodercraft. And so I uh bought the domain yodercraft.com. I'm surprised that was available. Yeah. Is, does does that sound like it would be not available? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it'd be some place in Ohio like already that. taken. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But so I was oh, the problem Hostetlercraft Hostetler, anything is just too long. Yeah. yeah. And no one it's knows like how to spell it. It's like Yodercraft boats. Like they're competing with Chris Craft. <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. It's those really expensive wooden boats. Oh. Are they like handmade? Well, they used to be. Yeah. Okay. Handmade. No, I've never heard of them. But So I, I bought this domain, and now that we're thinking of, yeah, selling, like, wanting to, to sell freeze-dried foods and stuff, and also, like... Even like just powdered forms of like milk, or man, there's just so many things. Do you so have to get many. like approval from Shh. from Governor, from Governor Holcomb, <laughs> Mr. Holcomb <laughs> himself? Uh, actually, Holcomb. so so we did look into it. There's a there's quite a few people that sell freeze dried stuff on Etsy, and it looks like by appearances, if you say handmade or homemade. It kind of is a disclaimer of like, hey, eat this at your own risk. Because, <laughs> yeah, there are people on Etsy that sell uh, yogurt or, or other freeze-dried foods, candies, whatever, right on Etsy. And as far as I know, they're, they're not certified by the FDA or anything. But that's because they have a big disclaimer that says this is homemade or handmade. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my, so own, my piece of hopefully, advice. I, I don't know how the, if that's how it works, but – my piece of advice is keep an open mind because I've been helping my mom sell weekly planners for several years. And this year she added some new products to her store that are not related to like a weekly planner. They're not accessories for it. They're totally unrelated. They're children's toys, animal tins, magnetic <clears throat> animal tins. Yes. And they're going crazy. We're, we're selling tons of them. And I never, I did not think they would sell at all. Hmm. But they're actually a real big seller. So keep an open mind. Maybe um, it'll end up not being something edible hmm. that you end up with Yodercraft over 
over time over the years. Yeah. It could be, <clears throat> yeah. But so right now, I think what we're going to really try to hone in on is yogurt and maybe some so, some fruit. Mm-hmm. What's I re- think the yogurt. What is, I'm really looking forward like, to is having different flavors. So with the freeze dryer, you can freeze dried fruit, obviously, but anything that you can freeze dry, when you blend it, it turns into a straight up powder, like very, very powdery. So what I want to do is freeze dry strawberries, powder it up, and then use that powder to then flavor the yogurt. And then freeze dry it again. Correct. Wow, I can't wait for Strawberry broccoli yogurt. flavored yogurt. Oh, oh that sounds delicious. so good. Actually, you laugh, but oh man, like we made a concoction. We made the super powder. The super powder. We we freeze dried broccoli, asparagus, mushrooms, kale. N- not kale. Spinach. Was it spinach? Avocados. Whoa, freeze dried avocados. Yeah. Interesting. And we put it all together in this powder cuz I don't like eating vegetables that much. I, I do need help eating vegetables. So my wife decided, hey, let's make this super this this powder of vegetable, this vegetable powder that she can sprinkle into anything, whether it's meat or eggs or whatever, and then I'll get my fill. And it's amazing how a lot of vegetables, when you freeze dry it and blend it, it turns into a minuscule amount of powder. And so it's very concentrated. Mm-hmm. So even a little bit of powder can go a long way. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, I just ate a, I ate a whole spoonful of green beans or something. Yeah. Actually, I don't struggle eating green beans. I love green beans. Oh, yeah, those are good. Uh, <laughs> like, when you said that um, your wife made this concoction for you, it, it did – I heard a story that – and it just makes me ask the question. I'll, I'll start with the leading question. Oh, boy. How, how often do you prepare your own food in the evening or for breakfast or for snacks at home? Rarely. Is it possible that that uh, uh, something like a microwave could go on, like, not working for months, and you wouldn't know about it? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know you know now, but how long did you not know? Uh, I don't know how long. It, I honestly don't know how long. It could have been months. I, but I heard it was months. Probably. Yeah, it just it cracked me up when when my wife told me that that the microwave hadn't worked for several months, and your wife was kind of proud like, of it. Well, yeah, kind of like keep, <coughs> keeping it from you, like not not telling you about it. Yeah, she did. It, I don't know for how long, but yeah, it was quite a while. It was probably it was at least a couple of weeks. And maybe it's because I, I enjoy <sighs> so I, I enjoy like reinventing leftover foods. So I'll take maybe like. Um, Alice Springs chicken from Outback, maybe. Yeah. And then I'll go and cut it up, microwave it, and tr- and put like put it on a quesadilla or something. And, t- and then I'll have – or not a quesadilla. Put it on a tor- tortilla and make a quesadilla. Oh, okay. I do that with most leftovers. They end up turning into a quesadilla. A quesadilla. quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, love, I, love I, love I love reinventing stuff. It's basically just take anything you have and put it on a on a tortilla shell, and it's a quesadilla. Well, you add cheese as well. Oh, yeah. Because queso doesn't mean cheese. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I have a question for you. So your microwave still doesn't work? Correct. So you're talking about getting a new iPhone, but it really sounds like you need some appliances. No, my wife doesn't want a, a microwave. What about a fridge? She wants a fridge. <laughs> the fridge, but the fridge does work. Yeah, it does. See, yeah, it's just I awful. I, I enjoy. I use the microwave <clears throat> almost daily at home. 
and definitely daily at work. I would have used it t- today. I, uh, I'll be really honest. T- today, <laughs> I was at home, and what my wife usually makes lunch for me. But today, she she went over to uh, my sister in law's place because whatever we have family that came up from Florida. It's, she's hanging out with her parents. Whatever from Florida. Great, great. Uh, but she decided to not come home because she wants to spend the most time that she can with them. Totally fine, whatever. I but so I man, I had to I had to make lunch myself. We had leftover lasagna. This is easy. That's hard to turn into a quesadilla. <laughs> lasagna, if it has a lot of, have you tried it? <laughs> I haven't tried it. But if it has um, pasta, pasta and quesadilla, they don't mesh. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of carbs because you had the tortilla shell, which is carbs. Carbs. Yeah, it's like bread. And then you have the lasagna (laughs) that's more carbs. Yeah. And so it's just like, hey, why don't we layer some carbs with some carbs? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ooh, a carbodilla. And so it's like, okay, well, this is – I was like, oh, there's some leftover lasagna in here. This will be easy. I put it on a plate and I put it in the – my oh. (laughs) And so there was this moment of like – Ah! I've been quarantined for like eight days, and I can't even warm up my food in the microwave. So, but it's fine. It's fine. You have an oven. You turn on the stove, and I, I put it like on a skillet with a lid, and so, and I kind of flip the lasagna some, like so it wouldn't get burnt too much on one side, and it still kind of did a little bit, but. And for the it, most part, I I haven't cared that we don't have a microwave. When I don't, when I'm the one, when I'm not the one that has to warm up the food, I don't care that we don't have a microwave. Yeah. <sighs> and if, if I would, if I but would, it is if possible. I would use the it microwave, is possible to do life without a microwave. Yeah. If I, I would, have found that out. But if I wouldn't use the microwave, I wouldn't care either. Yeah. If stuff gets warmed up, but I do use it. Yeah. Frequently. Anyway. All right, this has been a long episode. It has. Um, we've, Jeff, just, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff. We have, we have. I feel like this is like it's been very content rich. Yeah, and it, we didn't really talk a whole lot about Thanksgiving, yeah. but um, we talked we, about we haven't talked about, about why it's different this year. Yeah, we did. We talked other times why it's different. Well, but not this episode. Not this episode, but <laughs> last a few weeks ago we did. All right, well you'll have to go back and listen. We don't have time to go into that. So, um, <clears throat> thank you guys for listening. We do hope that you have a, a wonderful. Thanksgiving time. Um, I guess one quick final thought. Black Friday shopping. What are your plans for this Black Friday? Do you go Black Friday shopping? No, I've never gone home? in my life. You've never I, gone? What? I don't want I've to. gone twice. You've gone. Though we were both mistakes. I've never gone in my life. How old are you? 23. <laughs> it's okay. I'm 27. <laughs> I don't really like people, especially when they're nuts about low prices on stuff. Like... I don't know. I do love low prices, but you can get that on Cyber yeah. Monday. So it's like, well, mm. don't. I, yeah. Are people even what's happening with Corona? Like, how, well, how is Black Friday? Probably most of it is online. Yeah. They have, I, they I have heard started. a statistic. It like like Amazon, the, their their sales are like through the roof this year. So is Hoison. Okay. So Ultimate Weekly Planner. But I'm just saying, big tech companies are loving lockdowns. Yeah. They are loving. Yeah. like Because well, if people are stuck in their homes, the only thing that they have, the only access they have to the outside world is the internet. And so Google is being used more than ever 
to for people surfing the web, Facebook being used more than ever, Amazon being used more than ever. And so they're like very much encouraging shutdowns because it's like, yes, people stay have shop. Yeah, stay home and be on your phone. Just do that and we'll take are there, care. Are there any specific sites that you're checking out or deals you're looking for for Black Friday? I mean, I so I've done not a lot of scavenging around, but I found this really cool website called Amazon. You can get some good deals on there. Wait, how do you spell that? A-M-A-Z-O-N. Is there any button to, to smash? Uh, No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, add to cart. <laughs> Actually, their oh, one click buy now is amazing. Oh, it's dangerous. It's it is. They know. They know how to make it way too easy to make compulsive buys. It's instant gratification. It is. I think uh, the one thing that I'm looking forward to buying <clears throat> over Black Friday time is a uh, electric uh, leaf blower. I just got a. I just got a text from Amazon saying that a driver. Uh, needs an Amazon delivery driver needs help with your order. I'm pretty sure it's that there's a hundred pound Rottweiler <laughs> that's wanting to eat their face off. He's probably tied probably up. No, he's not. I was just there. He was running oh. around. That I thing is big. Just throw it. Just tell him to throw it out the window. Uh, well, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's fine. Well, plus it can't it, be it more, is thrown around. more le- uh, Oh, I love this. <laughs> they said, hello there. Could you please bring in your furry friend? <laughs> Thank you much. Uh, it's like, I'm sorry I'm not at home. But Huh, that's pretty That's nice. They have, they have a chat. They have a You can instant message now. Wow. Your driver. Anyways. All right. So you're just going to watch the Amazon deals and uh, snag whatever suits yeah. your fancy? Yeah. If there's a good deal, do you think uh, Apple will have Black Friday sales on they usually iPhones. do but it's pretty oh not on the new iphone no sometimes they have like a gift card to the apple store that you get with your order oh. sometimes but but it's usually a pretty low percentage okay speaking of electric leaf blowers and equipment like that is greenworks a reliable brand they have a they have a lot of positive reviews but i've never actually bought who sells them uh, you can get them on Amazon or or their own store. I don't think they're, they're at well, Lowe's or. Here's what I um, I would recommend getting the same brand that you have power tools of, because that way batteries are interchangeable. It's like having a Mac and or it's like having an iPhone and a PC. It just I know, but the problem is I've got I've got Dewalt. I've got, I've got primarily Dewalt drills, but but they're not compatible though, are they? The the battery is yeah. It is. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'll be. I'll be. That's what I would like do. Fifteen minutes. Hmm. Okay. Bye. But it's quite a bit cheaper. Greenworks. Uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about power tools? Yeah. Greenworks. Well, he yeah. wants a leaf blower. Greenworks. Leaf blower. Ruben. Uh, eventually, I want a leaf I blower, nice a chainsaw, <laughs> and a lawnmower. You want Dewalt? Well, Dewalt, I don't think sells a lawnmower. They do, but I don't think. Really? I don't know how good it is. <laughs> but either way. <clears throat> Either go with one or the other, and I would say one or the other is, is Milwaukee or Dewalt. Yes, Milwaukee. They, they, I didn't know they sell. Uh, I don't know if they have a lawnmower, leaf blower, but and oh, they have a leaf blower for sure. Um, well, the lawnmower is a must. Like I, I need to have a new lawnmower. All right, <laughs> I'm a Dewalt man. But I know it's those two brands are the only way to go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I love Milwaukee, but I'm already too deep. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, 
Ruben, just do yourself a favor. Buy DeWalt. Do you? No, no, no. I need the lawnmower. They have a lawnmower. They have a lawnmower. You said you're not sure how good it is. Uh, yeah, I. But like, don't, don't, like, like, don't do like cobalt. All right. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't know for sure, but I, I feel safe saying that Greenworks lawnmower is not going to work better than DeWalt lawnmower. Okay, it's just not going to happen. They have really positive reviews. And the DeWalt one doesn't? I don't know. Okay. You, but I'm just saying, like... It, you're it, already invested. It sounds like a cheap brand. I know that you have DeWalt tools. Yeah. So just keep on going. Just go deeper into the rabbit hole. Don't start two rabbit holes. Because then you get confused, like, which tunnel is which? And, you know, can we meet up? And it's like, no, you can't, because the one is Flexvolt and the other one's Greenvolt. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just... Uh, just don't start that road. All right. It's time to stop. Okay. All right, Layton, what's the point? <sighs> the I didn't I didn't write down any points. The point is you should probably read um Blue Like Jazz. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. Eat the fish, spit out the bones? Yeah. Where did that come from? That's a don't you know what that means? A saying? It's a saying. Do you not know what it means? I don't think I've ever heard that saying. I don't know Whoa. if I've ever heard it, but I know exactly what it means. You guys, neither of you have heard that. I have never heard someone say, eat the fish, spit out the or bones. Or like, maybe it's like, eat the meat, spit out the bones. I, I don't know. But I, I think I, I get it. You know, it means uh, eat what's good. Like, consume what's good about something, but spit out the stuff that is bad. So when, I'm, when, I, when I say, hey, go ahead and read Blue Light Jazz, I'm saying... There's some meat on there that's mm-hmm. good for you to eat. Go ahead and eat that. But anything that's not good, spit it out. Like, don't consume that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't believe that stuff. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> What's our word of the week? Oh, my. Word of the week is jazz. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs>